Exciting news at This Week Health. Starting May 16th, our keynote show is moving to Thursdays. Catch every episode weekly on our This Week Health conference channel. Don't miss conversations with top health system leaders designed to transform healthcare one connection at a time. Subscribe to This Week Health conference and stay updated every Thursday. Welcome to This Week Health Conference. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels and events dedicated to leveraging the power of community to propel healthcare forward. Today, we have an interview in action from the fall conferences on the West Coast. Here we go. Here we are at the Chime Fall Forum. I'm Reed Steffen, CIO and VP at St. Louis Health System in Boise, Idaho. And I'm joined today, as you can see, by Jeff Sturman, who is CDO and Senior Vice President at Memorial Healthcare Systems in South Florida, and recently elected a Chime board member. Congratulations. Thank you. So Jeff, thanks for taking a minute. Let's start with, based on that, we're at Chime. Share for those listeners who maybe don't fully understand what Chime is, maybe don't come to Fall Forum, can't imagine anyone is like that, but let's just pretend. What would you say to them? What is Chime? What's the benefit of this forum? Yeah, I mean, it's getting bigger and bigger, which is good. I think more well-known. I mean, historically, right, Chime was the CIO forum. It was the place where people like you and I would come and socialize and network with our counterparts across the country, which was great. But we wanted to expand that capability and leverage the knowledge that we have with so many others. Because our CISOs, our CTOs, our C you know, chief application officers, our C-whatever, all can benefit from the networking, the education. This isn't just about us anymore. I hate to say that because I like to believe it's always about just me. But the reality is I think there's so much to offer from all perspectives and the diversity that we're all enjoying in healthcare really translates to what Chime can bring to the table now. It's a really diverse population. And as a result, we really need to be diversified in in our offerings. I love that. So we've extended the stakes on the tent, and there's more room, and we're better together. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. For sure. And look, it's not just about networking. Sure. It really is about education. Yeah. We sit in so many different forums and focus groups, and no one can know it all. So the only way you get benefit, I feel like, and I've said it to to you guys many times over, is by talking to each other, talking to people who are in the trenches with us, so that we can learn what others are doing and take that back to our systems. Okay. So you're just on the early days of starting your board service. How long is the board in service? So it's a three-year term. Okay. My service actually doesn't formally start till January 1st. Uh, okay. So I could really screw it up between now and then. <laughs> and, and there's a little bit of time, but I'm excited about it. So January 1st, three-year term. So you say you're excited. What are you most excited about? What do you hope to accomplish in that time? You know, one of the benefits of all of this that we're a part of is again the networking yeah but i think part of what we have to do is continuously evolve and think about where chime is going and so hopefully many of us not just a small group not even just the board members we can help shape where that's going so if we can be a little bit of a mouthpiece for all of our peers that's what i hope to do okay very good all right what's top of mind what keeps you up at night what have you brought with you to chime that you're looking for that nugget or that spark of inspiration to help you crack the code when you get back to Florida? You know what, there's too much that keeps me up at night. (laughs) Too many things going through my head every single day, like all of us, dealing with labor shortages, dealing with whatever this artificial intelligence thing really is, putting some definition around that I think is critical, putting some regulation around that, but really it is the labor shortages that I'm most focused on. Any particular area? 
nursing, even thinking about physicians and surgeons over time, okay. we all see the decline happening. Yeah. Florida's not immune to that, even though I don't understand that. Why wouldn't everyone want to move to Florida? So we should figure that out. And I think we can use a lot of the tools, the technology, the digital capabilities that we all have at our fingertips to help our colleagues in other parts of our business think about how we can deal with labor. So a question for you, like immediately kind of after the pandemic, really acutely felt the nursing shortage. It's improved, it feels like over the last year. Have you seen a similar improvement or is it the same level of challenge? It's improved and I'm always amazed by my colleagues across the country that have said, hey, we don't have a nursing shortage anymore. Or <laughs> I would or, say that. <laughs> or, or, we, or we don't have to deal with travelers. We're still dealing with yeah. this to a large degree. Uh, we still have a big influx of travelers. I don't think that's going away any time as quickly as we'd like it to. Yeah. But it is getting better. Okay. It is it is absolutely getting better. But again, we're using some really cool things. Like what? So we're looking at some artificial intelligence. We're looking at documentation to automate that. Yeah. So on the physician side, on the nursing side, if we can take some of that low, easy stuff, what I'll call it, easy stuff, out of their hands and automate that while they can be focused on patient care yeah. and actually talking to a human yeah. being, that, that's a huge win. That's a huge win. So what I hear from our nurses, chief complaints, the burden of clinical documentation. Yeah. And so you said that you've seen some improvement there. What have you done in that area to help remove that friction? We are using, I think the vendor will remain nameless for the time being. Okay. But we are using- How about in Pig Lab, just so no one- Yeah, well, well it, it's a three letter acronym. How's okay. that? Very good. And, and I think they're you know certainly bought by a larger organization that everyone uses. So hopefully that's clear to all your audience now. But I think that's a game changer for how we can really, again, think about bringing automation in into the yeah. environment. Think about, you know, what is going to be more predictive, proactive? What is going to be really lessening the burden on a nurse on the floor and let them do clinical care? And, and I was going to I was going to shoot you with a shot, but I don't have a shot. So what are we going to do with clinical care and be focused on, you know, the things that matter most? And that's actually taking care of people. Yeah. So without naming the vendor, so this kind of ambient listening AI capability. Have you found an effective way then to also ingest that into the EHR? So we're again, just getting there. Yeah, okay. we're just getting there. I mean, I'll name the vendor, our EHR is Epic. We're a huge fan of what Epic can bring to the table. Epic is certainly secret sauce yeah. that we all, many of us leverage. Yes. Um, at the same time, it can't be all things to all things and all people. And so, you know, we gotta think about where we bulge on solutions. And one of these solutions is actually what we're ingesting that data into. And then we'll use the data to make better informed decisions. Yeah, I think more and more I'm hearing kind of that approach of, like Epic is a huge investment. It's an asset, not a tool, but it also can't be all things to all people. Right. So how do you then strategically kind of decide where you augment, maybe even overlap, and as long as there's an intentionality behind that, it can work in your benefit. For sure, and look, I have this battle all the time. I, mean, I, I say it, we're an Epic first strategy. Yeah. If Epic can do it, that's where my priority and preference will always be. However, it can't do everything. And there's some early adoption with early with systems who have gotten further ahead. And that's okay. As Epic matures and over the next couple of years, we see that evolution, we'll push more back into Epic. But we have to start getting benefit for experience and consumer engagement and satisfaction and quality and all the things that really matter at the end of the day right now. So it's still like day one, maybe day two for you for the conference. 
Any ahas you've had that you want to kind of share in closing? You know, it's really early. Conference isn't even really formally started till tonight. So I think, you know, we're really looking forward to a good audience this year. It's over a weekend, which relieves some burden on some things relative to work. It increases burden on some things relative to family life. So I think we're all trying to figure that one out still. All right, Jeff, appreciate the time and have Thanks, a great buddy. conference. Thanks, buddy. All right. We want to thank you for a wonderful year. As you know, we have celebrated our five-year anniversary at This Week Health, and we are going to enter our sixth year of doing this. And we set out a goal to raise $50,000 for childhood cancer this year, and you did not disappoint. We have raised close to $60,000 this year for childhood cancer, and we really appreciate you. We appreciate the community coming together, and we hope to do more of this Next year, we hope that you'll join us. Good afternoon, I am Sarah Richardson with Tivity Health, SVP and CDIO. More importantly, I am joined by Bryce Thompson from Intermountain Health. So Bryce, tell us about your title and your role. I believe everyone knows about Intermountain, but give us a little plug for your organization as well. Okay, so I am uh, a senior director in our DTS organization. And right now I've been focused on our mergers and acquisitions and really a lot of our outreach work and uh, Intermountain is a large IDN. Really, we've kind of expanded in the last few years, but yeah. we're now over seven states really deeply and then two, two others that we're just in the corners of. So we've been growing a lot lately. And so when you hear the phrase like seven states, like that's a big footprint. Yeah. And the blocking and tackling is still at the local level. Yep. So we keep hearing about all these amazing new innovations and all the conversation this week, especially about AI. When you think about the things you focus on and what your acquisitions and the newer teams are thinking about, what does that look like in your universe? So when I try to describe this, it really is, I think in our IT organization, we're doing a lot of really complicated things mm -hmm. to make the lives of our clinicians easier and simplify. So our, our CEO is Rob Allen, and he that's what he's preaching is, how do we simplify things for our caregivers? And they include everybody, including those of us in IT, as, as those that are delivering care to our patients. How do we make it simple? Well, a lot of it is just hiding how the sausage is made because there are these, yeah. you know, the plumbing can be very complex, but mm -hmm. when you surface it to the business, you need to explain it in value and speed to value. And so that's what they're looking for is how do we use complexities that they don't have to know about to make their lives a little bit more simple. I love that because the ability for the clinician to have a simplified workflow process to spend more time with their patient. We heard it yesterday in the opening keynote yeah. about compassion being yeah. a leading indicator of how healthy people are actually going to be or how they'll how well they'll heal. So when you think about this last year, because it's believe it or not, you've got like six weeks left or ish in the year. What are you most proud of this year? What has Intermountain done in 23 that you're like that is on my resume as an example or your LinkedIn profile in case? Yeah, you just want to um, brag. You know, I think. A lot of it really has been, from an acquisition perspective, we, we've made a lot of moves, and I think a lot of it is painting the picture for those, because a lot of them come from smaller divisions, mm -hmm. mom and pop shops, and being able to un help them understand that when they plug into Intermountain Health, they have a whole lot of additional resources. They don't, they no longer have to do it alone. Yes. I think when you can kind of see that, they're used to doing everything, mm -hmm. and they wear so many hats, yeah. and when you can describe to them, there's still a need for good people. There's a staffing shortage. We're not we're not talking about getting rid of people. We're talking about retooling. And I think that's where AI comes into the, the picture as well, is if we can take out the menial things and let people act at top, top of license, I think we're getting closer. 
There's some really cool solutions I've already seen here this week in that space where like the dog's walking around the microphone capturing everything and all of that gets translated really in the ambient listening space. Yeah. And then even just serving up some of those Nespect actions. So as you think about 24, like what's on your plate and what are you most excited about for next year? Really, I think it's continuing that path of finding those things that simplify. You know, we have about 60,000 caregivers at Intermountain Health right now. And, and if you find these little things, they add up to really big things. And so we really try to focus on capturing ideas from the front line of things in ways that we can use technology in ways that actually help simplify. A lot of those things can't translate to building and buying a whole bunch of new platforms just because of some of the challenges we're going through in the industry with inflation, you know, it has to be, how do we leverage existing platforms in an innovative way? So I think the innovation part of what we can do in 2024 is how do we leverage what we have in a better way to simplify and not forget the patient, keep the patient at the center of all of the simplification. The reason we're simplifying is so that the provider has that time with the patient. And what I love talking about, and you're a bootcamp grad, you're a CHCIO, congrats. That's how we met, was in boot yep, camp yep. a few years ago. Is Best staff ever. <laughs> Best student ever. We are all patients too. Yeah. And so how we receive our care and how we influence the industry that we work in, but also even when we're healthy, we are still patients. Yeah. And then when we're sick, we realize how important it is to be able to navigate that journey more than ever. So we're two days into Chime. What have you seen so far? that is thrilling you the most and just the general like buzz about why Forum is always the best time of the year. You know, the first thing is just coming back and the friendships and the camaraderie that we have here at Chime. I've connected with people. I went to the boot camp in 2019 and I have friendships that I keep in touch throughout the year and like text back and forth. And I think the thing that I'm taking different this year is, you know, what you said is we're all patients I've been thinking about things a little differently, having been an in and out of our health system a little bit more as a patient of our providers or caregivers, there's a lot to do there. Yeah. But as a patient, what they want may or may not align. What does AI mean to the patient? You know, we've seen patients go and search Google and use Dr. Google a lot. Well, AI is gonna be the same kind of thing as, it can do a lot for us in healthcare, but don't forget what the patient may be able to do with it as well. So. It's the conversion of those that, make, those that makes it super exciting and makes things seem like they're going very fast. Like you mentioned, this year is already over. We're already thinking about 2024. And matter of fact, we're doing budgets and things 25. for 2025. I literally had my 2025 <laughs> spreadsheet up the other day in my PowerPoint and Keith Bradenberg sitting next to me goes, you're working on 2025? I'm like, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, 2024 is a done deal. Yeah. Like, I gotta be thinking about how we're bringing in these new opportunities into 25. And what's super interesting is this round of bootcamp, I taught consumerism in healthcare. Mm. And I revisited Eric Topol's original book, The Patient Will See You Now. Yeah. Because the idea of citizen medicine is more prevalent than ever. And that's us just having enough information to be able to manage our care with our physician. We are lucky yeah. enough to be informed and able to do that. And we're gonna see more and more of that again. The, the proliferation of the data and the accessibility to be able to I don't want to say self-diagnose, but be informed on your journey. Yeah. It's going to take a totally different spin for so many of us. So as you simplify, the environment's almost getting harder. Bringing those two things together, we're lucky to have people like you that are tackling it every single day. Well, thank you. I think that's a big, we say that we want the patients to engage in their healthcare. And I think that's different than just asking them to comply. Correct. And so, you know, yeah. if we really say that we want the patients engaged and involved in their healthcare, 
that, that's different than just you know going and, and following X Y Z. I think adherence is very important at yeah. the same time. So, can you see where that 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 happens? So it, the future is very bright, bright. I've learned it's not. There's no destination. There, there's no done. And so, are we building the processes and the journey that this will outlive us? That's the exciting part. That's the plan. When you said our, the future is so bright, I'm like, I feel like we should just put on shades to end the conversation. Bryce, always amazing to speak with you. Thank you for being here. Thank look you. Look to next time. Be well. Okay, see you soon. Another great interview. I want to thank everybody who spent time with us at the conference. I love hearing from people on the front lines. It is phenomenal that you shared your wisdom and experience with the community, and we greatly appreciate it. We also want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. They are CDW, Rubric, Sectra, and Trellix. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.